face down at around 7 a.m. by a neighbor. There was no one else at home at the time the police arrived and no signs of a break-in. Neighbors reported they had heard what sounded like a firecracker at around 4 or 5 on the morning in question. I don't know who would want to do this, said Sheila Brewster, DeLong's next-door neighbor, visibly upset. Everybody on the block liked her. Police are seeking DeLong's two daughters and also her boyfriend for questioning, although they stress they are not suspects at this time. Prologue The Just Us Girls were the last to find out. Red Top knew something was wrong even before she had answered the phone that morning. She hesitated to pick up the receiver. So strong was the taste of ashes in the air around her, in the signs, the dogs howling in the middle of the night, the feeling that her face had been brushed by a spider web when she woke up this morning, the dream of blue jays flying through the house. She didn't really have second sight, but she had always been sensitive to shifts in the wind, changes in the flow of things. She was that way about people, too, quick to size them up, sense what they wanted or needed from her. In her line of work, this was a valuable asset. Death. She could smell it. She knew the what. She just didn't know the how, the why, or the who. She never figured it would be Ursula's girl, Peaches. Red Top was still seated in her king-size recliner, where she had remained since she had taken the call from Peaches' neighbor, Sheila. Red sighed, looked out the huge bay window into the spacious yard just below her bedroom. She realized she had calls to make, people to talk to, but somehow she just couldn't seem to will her sixty-something body to move from the spot. She reached over, poured herself a neat glass of brandy. She knew it would only raise her sugar, but what the hell? She took a healthy sip, sighed again, and glanced at Daddy, who was lying face up on the big four-poster bed, snoring softly. She didn't have the heart to wake him with the news. Not yet. It wasn't quite 8 a.m. She cocked her head and listened for a moment. The house was still asleep. Let him sleep, she thought to herself, lighting a lucky strike. She took a long drag. They'd find out soon enough. Lord have mercy. She shook her head. She remembered when the child was born, when Ursula had first brought her over for all the girls to see. She was a pretty little thing, Peach was. Red smiled at the memory. That was back in the days, the big-time days. Ursula had been young and fine then, a real moneymaker. I swear, Red thought to herself, that woman must have had a calculator ticking in her brain. She could move them in and move them out faster than any girl she'd ever had working for her. She knew how to get the money all right. Shame she didn't learn how to save any of it. And Peach, poor Peach. Life should have been a hell of a lot easier for that girl. It damn sure shouldn't have come to this. She supposed she would call Puddin' and Gigi, Peaches's unofficial godmothers first. Somebody would have to call Va, the other godmother. Damn it to hell. Who done it? Who done it? She whispered, the liquor beginning to swirl around a little in her brain. 
She didn't realize she was talking out loud. Didn't even realize she was crying until she saw Daddy jump, open his eyes wide, and sit up in the bed. Done what? What the hell you talking about, Red? What time is it anyway? As he peppered her with questions, his right hand reached out to the night table for his cigarettes. Ursula's baby is dead, D.P., Red said in a low, dull voice. What? Who's dead? He had just lit up and was leaning back against the pillows to enjoy his first smoke of the day. He sat up again. Now, who did you say was... Peaches. Ursula's baby. What the f... Who did it? Was it that sorry-ass nigga Griff she'd been running around with down to the devil? Let me get my pants on. Daddy slid to the edge of the bed and he was almost about to stand before he remembered.